Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This podcast is brought to you by Dragon Shield. Use code PLAYTOWIN5 at the affiliate link down below for 5% off to help support the show. Welcome to the Play to Win podcast. I'm starting this over. That was a horrible. That was a little loud, was was a little loud yeah. and that was I, I hated the timbre of my voice. A little high, a little high pitch. A little high, Let's yeah. go lower. How low I'm, can you do it? Welcome to the Play to Win podcast. It was good. Where we talk about winning in CEDH. I'm Cam. I'm Dylan. And this week we are going to be talking about the best stacks pieces and the best stacks effects that most impact a CEDH game when they hit the field. Right, yeah. We're not talking about stacks commanders. We did an episode about that. We have already done there. We've been that. We are now specifically talking about stacks effects. We should define stacks effects because I think a stacks piece probably is a little bit different to different people and i think that definition is a little loose so should we talk about what our definition of a stacks piece is yeah i think that's a good idea so i think of a when i think of a stacks piece i think of a of an effect on either a on a permanent and i think of an effect on a permanent that's for the first checkable box it's a permanent yeah it's a permanent because the spell is going to go away and that's Not only going to be something that's temporary okay we got a permanent what does a permanent do a permanent that has a static ability that either taxes meaning that it makes an ability more expensive or it refuses someone from doing a certain action okay refuses an action or yeah right i think that's a good way to say i was gonna say or a resource refuses like a, it denies a resource in some that's way that's great yeah it's more than an action it's a resource yeah. yeah yeah i think that's great so i think so something like thalia that will be a stack piece. everything costs one more non-creatures cost one more correct that, it's in a, it's a static ability on a permanent that is affecting the way that the game is played moving forward right uh collect roof is also has a static ability artifacts can't be activated that will be another example of a stack piece if you're listening to our podcast if you know who you are you probably know what a stack piece is but this is just our definition something like a rhystic study i don't count that as a stack piece i'm also not counting that as a stack piece if you want to hear us talk about rhystic study go listen to our best card advantage yeah. or it card engines well that's what it was our advantage engines podcast i think the stacks piece is important that it has to actually stop your opponents or all players from doing something you can't give them the option rhystic study technically rhystic study doesn't stop them from doing anything it can draw you a billion cards but they can just not pay the one ever so it's not a stacks piece exactly yeah there's a prevention on here so we're also not going to see orcish bowmaster on this list either because that is something that we're considering a value card because it gains you advantage over the course of a long period of time. Whereas stacks pieces, we'll notice most of them won't continue to trigger throughout the game. Like it's a static ability that is just there and happening. The Bowmaster doesn't stop anyone from drawing cards. It's kind of the same with with Rhystic Study where like you're still allowed to draw all the cards you want. There's just going to be a damage pointed somewhere each time you do. So to me, that's not a stacks piece because a stacks piece stops something. It stops it. 
yeah exactly it technically i think in my mind i think of things like thalia as taxing effects which are different from stacks pieces it's a subcategory of stacks they're really they're all in the same i agree they're all yeah. in the same thing like tax pieces are just a little subcategory off of a regular stacks piece maybe but well let's let's talk about a bunch of them now they'll okay. be our first ones i actually call them thalias okay. because thalia guardian of thraben was one of the like it came out in like one of the first sets that I was playing Magic in, and which is funny because Thalia is also something else on a stick, right? It's Thorn of Amethyst, or that's what it is. That's Thorn of Amethyst on a stick. Sphere of Resistance is the other one, but that taxes all, all spells, spells yeah. as opposed to just non-creatures. So Thorn of Amethyst. <clears throat> It's hard to say. Thorn of Amethyst, I think, is the first version, or at least before Thalia. I don't know if it's the first, first version but of Thalia this But Thalia came out way later. And but, it was way more popular. But what, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like It made the Death and Taxes decks in Vintage and Legacy actually super playable yeah. because your whole deck wasn't taxed. For me, this is a tax effect. Anything that makes something cost one more, tax yeah. effect. Agreed. So this is something that drastically affects the way that CEDH games are played the second that one of these three spells hit. Uh, if you're playing a creature-based deck and you have access to Thorn of Amethyst or Thalia, though, that's really where these abilities shine because what we'll notice is that the higher-ranked stacks pieces that we'll see are cards that allow you to break parity and really only affect your opponents as opposed to affecting yourself. Yeah, which is the definition, basically, of breaking parity is when you can use a piece that's designed to affect all players, but you don't care about it. So something like Thalia, when you get a handful of creatures... You don't care because it's not you're breaking parity on it. Exactly. Yeah. So sphere of resistance, if you're playing the creature heavy decks, is kind of like a well, I guess I, I'm gonna see a lot of ad nauseums in this specific meta, so I wanna make sure I have like the most amount of this effect as I possibly can. But most of the other decks, I think, I don't know, I tend to prefer Thor of Amethyst and Thalia. Also, Trinisphere is like one of these taxing effects. I don't know if we're talking about the whole group right now or an individual card, but Well, I have all three of them lumped together because they all basically tax at the same amount. Okay, so Trinisphere is different. Because I put Thalia's as the category. Interesting. But Trinisphere is the next category that we're going to talk about too then. I put Trinisphere in the same category as these. It's just like a different type of one. If they're casting a four mana spell, it doesn't cost extra. If they're casting a two mana spell, it does cost one extra. Sometimes it can be way more than that. If they're trying to cast Mana Crypts or something, this can make that like impossible. So the reason why I separated this out from the Thalia's is because I think this is like slightly more impactful it is a little bit more mana than the thalia's but it prevents significantly more from happening than the thalia's do even though it is a little bit more difficult outside of urza to break parity on this so here's my thing um i agree but i would still rate thalia higher than trinisphere just because thalia is a first striking attacking creature yeah good point so i think that makes it different from the other two thalia effects because they can't attack and in most stacks decks it being a creature is relevant in winota it's relevant in timna it's very relevant so that kind of makes thalia i think a better card than trinisphere okay i like that so now now we're at an interesting point where do we separate I out we the other thalias yeah. and say where do we have sphere of resistance versus thorn of amethyst versus trinisphere then? yeah because i think sphere of amethyst and uh so- sphere of no sphere <laughs> Sphere of Resistance and Thorn of Amethyst, I rate them a little bit lower. Sometimes in the right meta, they can be backbreaking to have extra of that effect. But for me, I'm going to Thalia kind of like way before I'm going to these cards most of the time. What I like about Sphere and Thorn is that it gives you the effect in non-white decks. So like Magda is a big fan of both of these cards. Sometimes being an artifact is very relevant. Yeah. Like in Magda, sometimes being a creature is very relevant. You play more artifact decks, I play more creature decks. It's hard to rate these things against each other. Yeah. Um, that's just, from my experience, 
experience, Timna is or Thalia is better. Overall, I would say Trinisphere is more impactful than Sphere of Resistance and Thorn of Amethyst. If we're going based off cards that are better, I would I might fight you on Thalia versus uh, Trinisphere, but I put Thalia above Trinisphere for now because I think that there's a lot of good reasons that you have that will sway me to the side we always talk about stacks pieces stacks decks in particular needing to have ways to end the game quicker and having an extra attacking creature i think it's just like the little push Ooh. over trinosphere yep. that makes it just that much better i knew you were gonna say that that's why i left that at the top i do want to say one negative about these type of effects is that they affect all of your opponents which is like we said a good thing but also can be a bad thing if your opponent has interaction and didn't know the thalia was coming and now can't stop player c from going off because your trinosphere is shutting them down that can be a little bit of a feels bad to know that you would the other player would have been able to stop another player's win but you didn't allow that especially if like you have a thalia yeah. and then someone else goes for like this creature based combo that right. also didn't care because that comes up a lot now too right yeah so you got to be very particular pay attention to the board state pay attention to the clues that your opponents are giving pay attention to the commanders to know when's the appropriate time to cast these cards i've been shaving them a little bit in lists recently but the effect is still very powerful especially yeah. early on especially turn one trinosphere can be kind of backbreaking yeah and now these all these effects are very powerful and backbreaking like you said but i think right now in the meta there are going to be a couple of other cards that we will see are going to be a little bit more impactful now let's go to them let's keep going let's talk about some graveyard hate graveyard hate i love it i love graveyard hate uh dothy voidwalker and rest in peace are the two main graveyard hate cards that we're going to talk about here dothy voidwalker up here rest in peace to like me, way me. down way like down here, i have it like lower than all of the other cards we talked about is the, where I the have effect it. is very strong i cannot deny that exiling a graveyard right now and then going forward for only two mana that is a great effect i, I will not deny it but for me i need my stacks pieces to also help push me a little bit there's just so many good ones right now dothy being able to steal me an ad nauseum steal me something else that's good for my opponents even just get me a fucking land if i need it the fact that it can help me also win the game if you watched our most recent gameplay i had an opportunity to counter spell a thassa's oracle so that would go under dothy i had also several other options to use dothy in very cool fun ways like casting endurance and i didn't do any of that but that is not a good uh, reason to say Dothy's not good because Dothy is very fucking good whereas rest in peace just doesn't do enough for me that card's a card you can't really break parity on whereas like dothy voidwalker only exiling your opponent's graveyards like so that's helpful it's so helpful and when you get to blow it then it's perfect i recently put blood pod back together and i was using the database list because i felt like i needed to just reset my list it had rest in peace in there i that was one of the first cards that i cut like i said before as powerful as it is it just it being another thing that shuts off my birthing pod that i don't have a great way to get rid of it when i need to get rid of it like at least with some of the creatures you can like do things to sacrifice them throw them into front of combat or whatever the enchantment that rest in peace is fucking staying until someone gets rid of it and if someone's getting rid of it it's probably because they're winning the game so i just i cut that card right away yeah no i i I totally feel that rest in peace is not impactful enough like i've that's it that's just it. it's just not impactful enough well dothy void walker much better i have we have that at the very top of our list so for me far. right now dothy is the number one card out of all the ones we've talked about and i rest in pieces somewhere along uh with sphere of resistance probably maybe maybe below sphere of resistance i have it below the other all spheres the decks that want the spheres want them a lot more than the decks that want rest in peace yeah it's hard to break parity off so yeah. it's hard to gain advantage what about chalice of the void Oof. is this so, a consideration for the top 10 I don't know. It, I like Chalice of the Void in combination with other things. If you can get a Chalice of the Void and a Sanctum Prelate out and maybe a clone on your Sanctum Prelate out, then we're really talking about something really great. Hell if you yeah. can lock a couple things out. I have found the Chalice of the Void thing 
it's just the the meta is too wide open. It's hard to name the right thing. You can name the one drop and they're gonna cast the tainted pack. You can name the two drop and they're gonna have the swords to plowshare and vice versa. It's and it's hard to see when it's good and when it's not good because it doesn't do anything until it doesn't do anything. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't do anything yeah, until it's irrelevant anymore. You only see it be good when people forget about it right. and then like their spell gets countered. But which is great in tournaments. But a lot of times I'm not getting people on that. You know what I mean? Although I, I really fucking want to because that's what yeah. the card does. It's also a lot different than a lot of the other stacks pieces that make you name a number or something like that. Because you you have to spend mana into it depending on what you want to name too. So like there's also a lot of other timing considerations you have to put into this too. There's a lot of ancient tomb soul ring mana crypt type effects that give you that burst of two mana to have this come out easy on one mana, which is great. The fact that you can get it out early is also super relevant. If you'll notice a lot of these stacks pieces we'll talk about today are like two mana and up. So having a one or zero mana stacks piece, if you can combine this with a deafening silence on turn one, whoo, you got that game. But if you're drawing it on turn five, this card might be a stinker. I think I kind of like a lot of these other pieces that we've talked about more that are going to do a little bit more to affect the board and how the game is being played as opposed to like maybe also like hurting me quite a bit too. With that being said though, I think it's definitely worse than Dothi, worse than Thalia, but I think it's close to Trinisphere, maybe just under Trinisphere. I would have actually put this underneath Trinisphere, Sphere of Resistance, and Thorn of Amethyst. I, I, uh, that's so, that's tough. That's close. Close. Um, I think I go to Chalice before I go to Sphere, but I would be I totally understand why you'd put it lower. Yeah, I think that it's the spheres are a little bit more impactful than the chalice, is just my yeah. opinion. For me, the the ability to double spell in an early turn, getting this like on zero or something, yeah. that, that ceiling is so high. And as a stack stack, I need to impact the board as quickly as possible. So that's that's why I rate it higher. I guess that's true. I guess I underestimate how not only easy it is to get out on turn one to have it name one, but also probably how little of your deck outside of like mana dorks or something like that is actually affected by a chalice on one too. Yeah, like if you can get the soul ring into it, which is where you want to be to get it on turn one, you don't really care if it's on one anymore because you have your mana, which is what a lot of your one drops are at that point. Um, and if you can get it out on zero on like an early, like if you're going on turn one or something, like if you're on the play, it can be very helpful to shut out ma mox diamonds and yeah. moxes and mana crypts and stuff like that. Buys you time. Yeah, I guess that's true. Do you think it wins you more games than Trinisphere wins you? Trinisphere loses me more games than Chalice loses me. I don't know about the other way, but Trinisphere right. definitely loses me more games. All right, I think you sold me on this. I'll put Chalice of the Void underneath Thalia and put it above I think it's all above. of the other I think spheres. I, yeah, I think it's above even Trinisphere. Yeah, by the way, do we have Thorn of Amethyst or Sphere of Resistance as better? Thorn's better. That's kind of what I think, more too. More easily abusable. I think it's easier to abuse, but I also think that there are certain decks that want Sphere more than Thorn. Mm -hmm. depending on the type of deck that you're I playing. I think those decks are worse. Pick a number one through seven. Six. We're going to talk about Artifact Tappers next. Artifact Tappers. There's actually a decent amount of things that tap artifacts or make artifacts enter the battlefield tapped oh i understand that's what i mean i don't mean things that like say tap target artifact okay, like i mean like they will I'm like, I don't, is that good <laughs> i don't know <laughs> no there's a decent amount of things that will say all artifacts come into play tapped which is really good at shutting off mana blind obedience type effects is blind what you're saying blind obedience manglehorn okay. i'm also prematurely throwing dauntless dismantler Ooh, sure if you're watching this way in the future maybe we'll laugh at where we're gonna put this but yeah we have i haven't played a single game 
game with Dauntless, whatever. You Neither have I, but we're going to do a speculative fun pick. Out of the three that you just said, I like Manglehorn the best, I think. Obviously, because it enters the battlefield and destroys an artifact as well, and none of these just do that for free on their body. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I like that a lot, especially because it doesn't actually shut off the artifacts. If you are the uh, stacks deck, you have to play the tempo game. You have to time your shit out, so you know that you got to get your uh, birthing pot out early, but you can still use your birthing pot. Whereas a collector who completely shuts your own thing down, um, so the buying actually just enough turns, just enough time with this Manglehorn, I think is is really actually underrated. It's really good. The best part about Manglehorn actually is that it says artifacts your opponent's you're control into the battlefield tapped. Yeah, it's extra good when like you're also trying to win through Dockside Extortionist loops and yeah. like you can just laugh at your opponents. That's and right. That's you can't yeah, do that. That's so fucking good. Yeah, Manglehorn is great. Manglehorn is great. I think it's better than Thalia, and I'm gonna put it at the number two slot right underneath Dothy Voidwalker. That sounds perfect. Out of Dauntless Dismantler or Blind Obedience? Speculatively. It's got to be the Dauntless whatever. What's it called? Dauntless Dismantler. The Dauntless Dismantler. I haven't played any games with it yet, but I have to assume it's better than Blind Obedience. The Extort is a real thing. I won't deny that. But the fact that this can destroy stuff, that's extra card advantage in my mind. But Blind Obedience does also include creatures, though, too. So, like, it does have this extra little... It's true. How much? How relevant is that, though? The creatures entering tapped, most of them are summoning sick anyway. Unless you're playing against Slicer... I'm usually yeah. not too worried about that. It's like that. good so that they can't put up blockers. I get that. But what we're looking, what we're really after for this effect is the artifacts coming and tapped. I yeah, think, right? most definitely. Especially because a lot of these decks also get more leverage out of the creature with the ability as opposed to having this effect on an enchantment unless you're Sithis. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I rate this one pretty high, but I can't put it above Trinisphere yet just because I haven't seen it yet. Although I do think it probably will end up being stronger and we'll look back on this and laugh. I'll probably want this more than Thorn of Amethyst. So right now I'll put it in between Trinisphere and Thorn, but I agree. I think we'll end up having this Definitely higher than Trinisphere, probably higher than Chalice of the Void, and arguably on par with Thalia Guardian of Thraben. Yeah, like, what? If, I don't know if you would ever do this, but, like, you could even, like, Savine's Reclamation this, because you have to sack it to do That's that artifact ability. Dude, what, what are we, what the fuck are we doing? Like, that What might... the fuck are we doing? I'm going to do a hot take. This is going under Manglehorn. Okay. Hot take. Yeah, better than Thalia. It blocks Thalia. It's and... a 1-4. Like, that ass is huge. That's massive it blocks, ass. Blocking the Gila, blocking Timna. That's actually super relevant yeah, yeah. I, that puts in a lot of work i'm, right, we'll keep I'm it putting high. that at number three right now okay. blind obedience we know is not gonna be that high though i think not this high. is gonna be probably a little bit more closer to twinosphere thorn of amethyst than... i would say yeah thorn of amethyst i end up cutting blind obedience a lot as much as i like the card it's just i don't find like it does enough in cdh yeah i'm gonna actually put it underneath all the spheres and just above rest in peace because i think it uh, i'm a little bit more up yeah. on blind obedience right now but that was probably up until i saw that they were printing dauntless dismantler and yeah. now i'm just like seems like all we got a better version yeah yeah okay. all in on that instead yeah it is kind of uh interesting that when something i don't want to say strictly better but when a better version of something comes out it makes the initial version kind of like way worse than it ever was for some like it knocks it down it's exciting because yeah. now we have something else that we can do that's something even better, better. Yeah. all of our decks got more powerful that's so cool yeah so that's going to lead us right into our Null Rod effects. Okay. Uh, these are the effects that completely shut off the activated abilities of artifacts. What are the cards on this list? So we have Null Rod, 
Collector Oof, and Stony Silence. Those are the three. Stony Silence really doesn't seem out of play, does it? It really doesn't. I don't know why, but do. this one's going to end up, like, that one's going to end up a lot lower than the other two for Way some lower. reason. Yeah. Collector Oof, interestingly enough, I is for me, is like a number one. I truly think this is like, I have won so many games, stacks games, off the back of Collector Oof. Just shutting down two decks and cutting in half the third deck, and you just get to do whatever you want because everyone was kind of invested in their mana crypts and their chromoxes and whatnot. Yeah, definitely agreed. And the deck that do play collector oof are also like super aware of their collector oof too so they're much more in on carpet of flowers and mana dorks and mana from literally any other source besides artifacts and it is just such a nail in the coffin for so many decks thrasios bruise decks that are trying to win through doxite extortionist loops yeah the fact that it shuts off win conditions and just like uh game progression is really powerful some effects like uh the stifle effects on creatures the hushwing griff effects they only stop the win condition most of the time which is why they're not so good because they don't do anything to the actual like advancements of your opponent's game plans whereas collector roof says your mana crypt doesn't do anything so you can't get your turn risk study out and also your dockside extortionist win condition later that also doesn't do anything and the fact that collector roof is two mana so you can cast it on turn one or two pretty easily I don't want to say one on easily, but you can cast it early very easily, yeah. and you can also use green tutors to find it kind of whenever you want. There's so many um, just finale of devastation type effects that you can easily get enough mana to find the collector roof i find myself tutoring for this card a lot i write it very highly yeah i think stack sex do want to tutor for this very highly because this is one of the most universally punishing effects in cedh there is just so much reliance on artifacts it shuts off lion's eye diamonds from happening as well too so uh that's another win con that we didn't talk about it, stocks are very high on this type of yeah. effect this is gonna make me also want to put null rod up pretty high too just because again this effect yeah. is just so punishing yes i will say the only reason why i put oof a little bit higher same as the creature yada yada but specifically collector oof is a green creature that is like very easily tutorable yeah. in the green creature decks no rod in the blue artifact decks is also very tutorable but i just feel like there are more green creature tutors to the battlefield that make the possibility of oof getting into play much more often now no rod being colorless to cast is also very helpful it's very nice yeah um, but i think oof being a green creature it really makes the effect so much more powerful than if it were on a, a white enchantment, Stony and Silence, which sees basically no play because it doesn't advance you in any way. Also tougher to interact on the stack with for that reason, yes. like Collector Oof as a creature. There's just a Creatures lot. Creatures are uncounterable, basically. It's basically, 95% <laughs> of the time. We yeah. have Force of Will, Mana Drain, maybe Delay. Like, their creatures are, for the most part, uncounterable. Yeah, so this is definitely going to resolve significantly more than a Null Rod would. Pact of Negation. There's a couple, but there's not a ton of mana, Mind Break Trap. There's a few ways to stop creatures in the stack but not a lot that's true also the mono blue decks that do want to tutor for null rod are really weak to null rod they're using too. the artifacts they're an artifact deck. there's a reason why you're playing transmute artifact if that's the case yeah. so i think null rod is gonna go where where do we have null rod probably lower than trinosphere but lower around than there trinosphere so that's lower than the tappers then right the artifact enter the battlefield tappers uh, and stuff oh are those higher than trinosphere those are like way higher than trinosphere yeah. they're it's above worse chalice than of the void and they're above Thalia what's our list too. right now can you give it to me so our top we have collector oof yep then we have Dothy Voidwalker. Agree. Then Manglehorn and Dauntless Dismantler after that. Followed by Thalia. Uh-huh. Then Chalice of the Void and then Trinisphere. Hmm. Hmm. Better than Thalia? I think it's better than Thalia. So that means that it's worse than Dauntless Dismantler? 
worse than Dauntless Dispantler. And if you want to know why, you can go back and listen to some of the other cards that combo a little bit better. And Null Rod's just kind of like a thing. It doesn't advance you. We're going to always come back to that. The stacks pieces nowadays are so fucking good. They progress you to find a win also. And if your stacks piece is not doing that, it's going to be worse. Yeah. I worse. White is definitely the best color for stacks. And green is definitely like right there as one of the either second or third best stacks colors right now. Honestly, black has only a few, just two, but they are some of the strongest ones we got. Some we, of the best we've talked about things Dothy. you can do. We're yeah. going to talk about the other one too, but that's true. And then Stony Silence then. Speaking shitter. of wiping the best. Right in the shitter. Somehow this is a shitter. Why is this a shitter? It's hard to tutor and it doesn't progress you in any way. That's the Neither main... does Null Rod. Right, but Null Rod is uh, colorless to cast. So you can cast it off of Ancient Tomb, Mana Crypt. You can double spell with it much quicker. Yeah. Stony Silence wastes a whole fucking pip you gotta waste a whole pip on that piece of shit all the decks that are playing collector oof that are playing white also are like i said are playing collector oof right, right? it's so. just the easiness to tutor it makes collector oof so much better it truly yeah. does when you have five copies of collector oof but you still only have the one copy of that the makes Silence. sense yeah you don't need to actually play three copies of this effect because you can, you can just find it with the, yeah you uh, just the find it with your tutors instead yeah. do you want to talk about opposition agent right now or later uh we'll <laughs> talk, talk about, about it real soon let's okay. play stony silence <laughs> underneath rest in peace yeah unfortunate it probably should maybe it should be higher but for now that's where i'm putting it for now that's where we're gonna put it and it's better now than rest in we'll peace, talk it's about better than rest in peace. it's just above rest in peace i'm sorry rest in peace is still a stinker, stinker you know what? i'm gonna put it above blind obedience then too yeah fine it can be there the effect is more powerful the effect is strong undeniably it's just not played because of collector oof and then we shouldn't punish it for that right now Cool. Okay. Well, now let's talk about tutor hate while we're talking about tutors then. Great. Okay. <laughs> There's two cards that qualify for this category. Avon Mind Sensor. Idiot Bird. Yep. Idiot Bird and Opposition Agent, which is an asshole human. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Uh, oppo, obviously, way better, but it, there's only one Oppo, and sometimes you want a second one, so the Avon Mind Sensor is still good. Oppo is crazy strong. It's just yeah. uh, it, it stops so many things. It stops some of the main ways to make your deck consistent, which is what CDH like struggles with. And by that, I just mean you're 100-card singleton, so you have to find a way to make your deck consistent, and tutors are a great way to do that. So shutting off like one of the most powerful things we have access to is really good, and it's one-sided. It doesn't affect you, so that's great. Yeah, exactly. So it just completely allows you to be free to do whatever you need to do being able to steal things from your opponent's deck too is absolutely nutty like having a way to generate card advantage once off of this like at least have it replace itself is so powerful we've talked about this a couple of times but the being able to may allow you to win the game is why a lot of these tax pieces are going to go higher on the list uh to be honest i don't know like this is one of the the opposition agent goes in non-stacks lists. Collector Oof really just kind of goes in the stacks lists. That's true, yeah. Um, and Collector Oof is something you have to play around, too, because it's a universal effect. You, is this better than Collector Oof? I'm going to put it above Collector Oof. Collector Oof can completely shut down a board. Opposition agent can be a little bit more quiet. Opposition agent is one of those cards that you don't actually know how good it is until players start to say, oh my god, this opposition agent, or like at the end of the game and people tell you this opposition agent was so good as they show you court of calling demonic tutor enlightened tutor like there's just so many cards that you fill in your deck that just say go get another card there's so many lands that then you can't crack because they go get something out of your library it opens up so many avenues for you the player that has it it has flash you don't have to commit this until you're ready for it either uh, yeah i agree it's as a card i think the uh, this is better than Collector Oof, yes. As a stacks piece, I think 
the artifact ability is stronger, but <clears throat> what happens when someone bounces your collector oof and then wins the game immediately, right? But then if you With Oppo, you just recast it. You just recast it when you have the mana. You just recast oh, yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, like I think Oppo's better. The utility that it has attached to its ability is what also makes it so good. Yeah. Like if collector oof cost one more mana but also had flash, I would put that above opposition agent and only affected your opponents. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Definitely. 100%. Definitely. Yeah. But we're going to take into account the entire thing. Yeah, we're the everything from the bottom up. Oppo first. Oppo first. Even Mind Sensor now, I also really like. Like, this also has Flash, which is super cool. And it's, Flying. And Flying, which makes it even better in, like, the Tim the decks, too, which are typically the decks that are playing this if you want two of this effect. The only issue is, is it doesn't necessarily... They could still find something in the top four. You know, it doesn't always do everything. Usually it does. But also, this doesn't gain you anything. You don't no. get any advantage out of it. Besides it being a flying attacker for Timna, which is relevant. Opposition agent does not have flying, so can't connect as reliably. That is something. But um, I, th I still think Mind Sensor is a little bit lower. And sometimes they find something. Like Demonic Tutor, instead of it being shut off, it's an impulse instead. Right. Whereas with Opposition Agent, Demonic Tutor is lights out if you grab that on Opposition because you get searched for anything. Exactly, right? So it's a, it is kind of like a completely different effect yeah but it's also a one toughness creature which it can't be in the top five or if it's going to be a one world. toughness creature yeah. yeah so i'm gonna put this avon mind sensor probably below null rod okay i could believe that yeah. uh, now i don't know though because now we're getting to like thalia guardian of thraben chalice of the void territory i like avacyn more than thalia i think you like avon mind sensor more than thalia yeah okay is that what I said? You said Avacyn, which... Who's Avacyn? Like the angel? The angel, Avacyn, yeah. Avon Mind Sensor, I think, is better than Thalia. Thalia can fuck you. Avon Mind Sensor can't really fuck you. True, I mean, yeah. I guess it could. If like if I could use my fetch to find a land for my swan song, um, but Avon Mind Sensor, I just... Yeah, I like Avon better. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's talk about this fun one. Archon of Valor's Reach. Who Does this qualify for top 10? This is, should we read this one? This we is might probably have to read this the, one. the least known card on this list. Read it. Is this in the category of Archons? You know what? No. I have that other card that you're thinking of in a separate category that we'll talk about. All right. But Archon of Valor's Reach is for a green and a white for a 5-6 creature Archon. It has Flying, Trample, and Vigilance. And it says, as Archon of Valor's Reach enters the battlefield, choose Artifact, Enchantment, Instant, or Sorcery, or Planeswalker. 
Players can't cast spells of the chosen type. This one is huge. That sets it apart from the other sacks pieces by quite a substantial margin. Most of them are two and three mana. This one's six mana, which is a big increase. But this effect is very strong, and it being on a five six flying. Like it's a game ender. It's yeah. a five six flying vigilant, vigilant and trampler. And trample. So the vigilance being able to also have you block is actually going to be pretty relevant. Um, the effect is strong, but it's another one that you can guess wrong. If you say the wrong type and you get blown out by another card type combo, that can suck. But you can be really rewarded if you name the right thing. If you are pairing this with other effects like Chalice of the Void and Sanctum Prelate and maybe a clone or something like that, if you can start locking out multiple avenues at one at that point, then we're really talking. But if this by itself, it's not always enough. It's not always going to do something, whereas some of the ones higher on the list... Collector Roof is always doing something. Opposition yeah. Agent, Dothy, Voidwalker, those cards are kind of always doing something. Especially, like, in your opening hand, they're always doing something. We're like, the value of Archon, you're not going to see until significantly later in the game. Yeah, I think for that reason, it's unfortunately got to be a little bit lower, as much as I love this card. Even in my Blood Pod deck, I recently swapped this out for Sire of Insanity. I don't know if that's right, but oh, that's I'm, so I'm trying cool. Sire for yeah. now. Um, so I think I rate this one a little bit a little bit lower right now. So where, how much lower? Like, do you think you like it more than Avon Mind? Sensor? What's our number 10 right now? Uh, Trinisphere. I think this is worse than Trinisphere. We're going to just put Archon of Valor's Reach at number 10 no matter what the list is. What if we did that? Okay, great. Great. Okay. <laughs> this will be the number 10 is Archon of Valor's Reach. Sure. That's how we'll figure that out. Do you want to talk about another top one here? I would love to. Dranith Magistrate. Oh, woof. Huh, Wolf is right. I think this one is one of the strongest, honestly. I definitely agree. Yeah, not only like shutting off of people from being able to play their commanders, but also shutting off underworld breach lines, shutting off opposition agent from being able to cast the spells from underneath opposition agent shuts off dothy shuts off food chain like so many things i rate dothy really highly eternal one dothy i think is like a very 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 strong play Dranith, we're talking about Dranith magistrate yeah, I think Dranith is great. I th a turn one Dranith is super fucking powerful. Um, you can really shut out a lot of commanders. The issue is if you play it late after everyone's commander's already out, it can kind of do nothing. And part of me wants to say this is the number one strongest stacks piece, but the fact that it doesn't always do something makes me not so sure. It's also always doing more than you think that it is, That's too. Another one. Like, yeah, there's true. a lot of different ways that it is generating value, even outside of just people not being able to do their commanders. It's just a long, a long list of really powerful CEDH spells like Jessica's Will and stuff like that, that it really does shut off, and it's powerful things that it's shutting off. Yeah, its ceiling is super high. Sometimes it can just turn two decks completely off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. lights out, they can't do anything if they can't get their commander out. The floor is a little bit low. I would say that sometimes Dranith is bad, whereas some of the, like, opposition agent never really feels bad. Well, it's also an asymmetrical effect too so it's something that you're not getting hit with it's yeah. only your opponents that are getting hit with it has a great body a one three is an awesome set of stats is it better than oppo though i put opposition agent in like rogsai yeah but in like uh, if rogsai had white like we were talking about how maybe not every single turbo deck should be playing Dranith magistrate maybe because it's technically not as ubiquitous it goes underneath oppo but still above collector oof 
Yeah, I would put Oppo in basically any black deck, I think, even in some of the turbo, not all the turbo decks, but some of the turbo decks. Opposition Agent is one of the only cards on this list that actually gets you additional value outside of providing a stacks piece. If I'm going to be completely honest, I kind of view Collector Oof, Opposition Agent, and Tranith Magistrate all at equal power levels. That is truly how I feel. Um, but for sake of one needing to be the best, I will say that Opposition Agent is the strongest, then Dranith and Collector Oof for right now. I would agree. Uh, also, more decks don't play Collector Oof because of their need for artifacts. Once we get a uh, like a Dranith Magistrate, like a just your opponents can't activate artifacts, then we'll be really cooking. All right, so next we're going to talk about Torpal Orb. That's not... <laughs> That's not the name of the card. And I learned that when I was making the list and I had to find Torpal Orb. And I was like... Say it again slow how you think it is. Torporal. Tor no. It you had an L in there somewhere. There's an L. Torpal Orb. T-O-R-P-O-R-A-L. I think that's like Pennsylvania accent. Can you real quick... Can, how do you say drawing? Drawing. You don't put the L in there? I don't put the L you in drawing. You don't put the L in there? No, okay. I don't say drawing. No. Okay. It's uh, a drawing. You draw okay, drawing. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Torpor Orb. Torpor, torpor, torpor orb, torpor orb. We got a couple of these effects. We're not done talking about how stupid of a word this is. <laughs> I was really trying to move on. Okay, we can. All right. Uh, there are a couple of these effects, uh, but torpor orb is really the best one. No ETBs. No ETBs is Enter what this does. Enter the battlefield effects. This says they don't do that. They don't do that. No. Nope. We just got a new blue one, a merfolk that does something like this that shuts off ETBs and also is like they can't ETB. Tashana's Tidebinder, is that I the one you're referring to? Yeah, one. like yeah. they can't continue to activate that ability. I haven't seen that one much in play yet. And no, I, me neither. for the most part, rate these cards very bad. I yeah, do not, so I do not play them. Torpor, Torpor Orb is the only one that I actually have on the list because the other ones. I don't think are worth including for the for top ten purposes. They're just that much lower of value than what torpor is torpor orb is is you have a hard time with that word for this is I, I i'm having such a hard time let's just place it somewhere and move on 11 we're not gonna ever talk about it again great i'm just deleting it okay it's gone get <laughs> out of here card sucks hard to Sick say of it yeah let's talk about curse totem next the card i can say a better two mana artifact i in think my this opinion. one is a better one yeah it's a shame that there's not that many decks that can actually play it because activated abilities are so ubiquitous that's kind of true so many commanders rely on it they're either their commander has an activated ability they're playing mana dorks like there's some kind of confliction with so many of the stack stacks that not as many of them get to play this but specifically the stack stacks i think there that's are a lot, what it is there are a lot of good decks that don't play any activated abilities from creatures but they're not stack stacks a lot of turbo decks don't really care about this effect but they're not trying to stacks the board out i really like curse totem in decks like tivet that really don't care too much about it at all blue or, black decks tend to be where blue this black shines slower the decks yeah, yeah i've really liked it in nimrus as well great i'm sure it's great in nimrus yeah any deck that's looking to slow the game down a little bit this is a really good silver bullet for things like kinnon and najila can yeah. really shut them right off and those are decks that you're definitely going to see a lot so i'm a fan of this one but it like it doesn't advance you very much you have to be able to do something you have to capitalize on the time that it grants you um and if you can't do that this effect is no good so you have to do something to be able to capitalize on that extra time if you have something like tivit where you can gain a whole bunch of advantage through attacks if you can get to do that that's great but just be careful of that so 
it's not the best thing in the world, but it can be powerful. It's a really potent effect, I would say. I think this is actually better than Null Rod because there's not a creature that does this better. Yeah. Um, now we're kind of it's kind of fighting against Dauntless Dismantler now. I feel like I'd kind of rather have Dauntless Dismantler, but I think Cursed Totem is something that more decks would go to than Null Rod. Yeah, I think that's true. So I'll put that there. I think the decks that want to play Null Rod would rather play just Collect Roof, and the decks that want artifacts that shut things down are looking more for Cursed Totem because Null Rod shuts them down. So. Exactly, yeah. Let's talk about Rule of Laws because this is also just a completely game-changing effect for a format that wants to play so many spells. Yes, I think Rule of Laws are definitely some of the more powerful effects in our format. Um, very difficult to play, very difficult to play around nonetheless, but they are very powerful um, some are stronger than others by a lot, though. Yeah, I think that there is two that we should be talking about, and I you agree. can correct me if I'm no, wrong. I agree. But I think there's really only two that should really have contention, and the worst of the two is Deafening Silence. Oh, interesting. I have a third one on your list, but yes, Deafening Silence. All right, what one do you think is— I have the new Phyrexian Sensor, I think it is. Phyrexian Sensor, really? That one also says non-Phyrexian creatures come in tapped, which is very relevant, I find, in a creature-based stacks decks when you don't want your opponent's new creatures to be able to block your attackers, when you want to shut down things like Kiki-Jiki. The added bonus, I think, is really helpful. I think Rule of Law at three men needs something else attached to it archon of amiria is the other one that we're about to talk about yeah has that is the lands entering tapped attached to it which makes it good uh phyrexian sensor has the creatures coming in tapped which is an extra things tapped to which is good but for me things like rule of law and eidolon of rhetoric they're too bad now they're too bad out. yeah i don't play them i don't like them i take them out because they don't do enough to help me progress my board whereas these other two fair. do two things to slow my opponents down so that's are, card are, advantage are you playing the sensor in blood pie oh yeah have you come across the situation where you shut off your own kiki jiki line like no. you can't do that that hasn't have, come up yet i haven't come up against it yet that's it will, good i don't yeah. i'm not wishing that on you it but like that's up. just one thing i want yeah. to remind it, you to it, look out oh for. yeah no i am aware it does shut off the kiki combo itself that's true um, but I just find the added bonus okay. is helpful. You can play around it because you All know right, I like that. Well, then there's three because what I like about Deafening Silence is that it's a one-mana yeah. version of this. Like, the only thing that it doesn't shut off is Thassa's Oracle, but, like, everything else that those decks are trying to do, especially the really quick Ad Nauseam ones, the Grixis decks, this is still, like, one of the best things you could have against it. Definitely. Now, these ones are similar to the taxing effects that you can shut off your opponents. You can't you stop a counter war from happening, which means some players are might going to be able to figure out a way to win or something like that um just play them carefully play them at the right times they can be backbreakingly strong but they can also lose you the game if you play them at the wrong time so as long as you're aware of that the cards are good okay so now we have to figure out what the new worst one of these is is it is it deafening silence or phyrexian I think sensor phyrexian sensor is probably still worse than deafening silence deafening silence is just going to see play in more types of decks and it's cheaper one mana makes it so much stronger than three mana probably true especially because deafening silence is really good in these creature heavy decks that allow you to still jam out a mana dork in two stacks pieces there in the go. same turn yeah while you're still shutting off your opponents right but the ability to go like turn one chalice to the void on zero deafening silence that's gonna that's gonna be really good yeah exactly so, all right so phyrexian sensor the worst of these but still gonna be so good above null rod though yeah and um above curse totem too yeah what about against dauntless dismantler it's hard to say because we haven't seen him play that card yet. doesn't exist well then let's put it above it then because that's that's why and then manglehorn i'm gonna put this underneath manglehorn i for think the it's first underneath manglehorn yeah yeah and then deafening silence Probably above Manglehorn. I'm thinking the same thing. Above Manglehorn, but under Dothy Voidwalker. Yep. I think I, I'd much rather have a 
turn one Dothy Voidwalker. And Archon's probably just above, um, just below Dothy Voidwalker, just above Deafening Silence, I think, because the extra lands and also it being a flyer makes it enough better than Phyrexian Sensor, or is it still worse than Deafening Silence, do you think, because it's three versus one? I think it's definitely better than Deafening Silence. But I don't think it's better than Dothy. Because you can't, there's nothing that breaks it. Yeah. You just, you just have that effect. And you think it's worse than Dothy? Well, Dothy can progress you forward, which Archon is, it only can do that with its flying for Timna, but outside of that, it doesn't actually push you forward. I guess that's true. If you have the ability to turn one this, it is like oh, back the, the one of the best things you yeah. can have on turn one i like it better if i have it on turn one than dothy voidwalker but yeah i just don't think you always have that option so maybe for that reason i think you're right it has to go under dothy yeah dothy's better late game i think i uh, this card is kind of shitty late game i yeah. think um but dothy's can be really good in the late game it's funny how right now like the top four or five is like eons above in power level than like the rest of the list that we have right yeah. now it's very funny interesting we have three more categories of cards to talk about here let's do it let's start off with uh, a singular card graph digger's cage oh sure this one is really only good against kind of one deck now because winona doesn't really see so much tournament play anymore Shuts off Underworld Breach. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. So that shuts, shuts off, off a lot Kinnon. of decks. Yeah, Kitten's the main one that I'm thinking shuts of. Shuts off green strategies. The green tutors into play, the birthing pods, the Vivians, the finale of devastations, that kind of shit. That's also true, yeah. yeah I think Grafter's Cage actually shuts off a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's just not a lot of decks that want to play it again because there's a lot of decks that are trying to cast things and get cards from other places to me those are the two main strategies you're either doing grixis underworld breach or you're doing green birthing pod there's other stuff but to me those are like the best things i think it's all the subcategories of those things right and then uh this card shuts off all that shit so there's not a lot of decks that can play it um yuriko is one of them and i think it's great again this is another blue black card blue like, black loves this card blue definitely. black loves this like your blue black control decks are yeah. slotting in this Curse Totem and like maybe the other graph, the two minute graph diggers cage, which I don't really play. This one also uh, notable that it's a one minute artifact that Urza Saga can find. I love that about this. That's pretty relevant. I feel like I'm a, uh, repeating myself, but it doesn't actually push you forward. Um, that's okay. It, it shuts off a lot of wins um, and not a lot of progression. It doesn't really do anything in the early game. It only kind of shuts off like green tutors and win conditions as they start to go through their value yeah, stuff. So too. it's yeah. better late game, even though turn one can be really good against the Kinnon or Winona but if you play against so them. Cheap. Like, so cheap. Like, it's so like, cheap. If you have nothing else to do on turn if one. If it doesn't affect you, it's it feels like almost free. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you have it off of Urza Saga. Like, that especially is free. But if, like, you just have a hand that has, like, really good, like, turn two, turn three impactful plays and you can just go, well, I'm going to turn one this Graft Digger's Cage and it's not going to do much right now, but, like, my next couple turns are really affecting the board and later in the game this Graft Digger's Cage is going to save me at a time where now I didn't need to, like, save up my mana for it later on yeah i think this is of the cursed totem no rod artifacts that don't do anything but stop stuff from happening it's the I, best one i think it's the best one because of its one mana yeah most definitely then too i think it's going to be above dauntless dismantler right now too even though dismantler kills it which is great which is great yeah but i like this effect right now more just because i haven't seen dauntless dismantler and then versus phyrexian sensor yeah, probably. Uh, I don't know. It's tough because Phyrexian Sensor like also shuts off a lot of the same things that this does too. Whereas like the green decks can't storm through creatures so much. 
you can't go through underworld breach lines where you're trying to storm off or like do a lot of stuff after you're ad nauseum. It kind of does the same thing, but I think it's better. I think it's better than censor. It the one mana is really mana is what's most important in our format, so that's gonna push these cards higher the lower the mana cost. I guess that's fair. Then versus Manglehorn or Deafening Silence. I feel like it's worse than Deafening Silence. Uh maybe Mangle it's I think it's better. Than, most people would probably say it's better than Manglehorn. I don't know that I agree, though. I think Manglehorn is better. Manglehorn does two things. I like it. I like Manglehorn more. Manglehorn does do two things. Grafter's Cage can sometimes do nothing for yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about Blood Moons. Blood Moons. One, once they were great, then then Doxide Extortions. And then Doxide Extortions <laughs> was made, and then they printed uh, Professional Facebreaker, and then they printed Ragavan. <laughs> and a bunch of red cards that make treasures. Yeah, and, and now even in other 60-card formats, they yep. printed Fable of the Mirror Breaker, and right. now nobody cares about Blood Moons Although anymore. I still like, I still play one of Blood Moon uh, in my Fury List in Modern. I still think it's yeah. fine. I think, you know, but either way, for CDH, the card has gotten worse. It's great on the play. If you're going first, but turn one Blood Moon can be really strong. Very powerful. Yeah. I put back to basics in this category too. I think that's good. Yeah. I think that kind of goes in the same thing. It's like for my monocolor yeah. decks that want to shut off lands and be happy that they're playing the monocolor lands. It is a draw to monocolor. If you're playing monocolor, these, if you're playing mono blue for one or mono red for the other, I think these are fine additions to your deck. If you're playing monocolor, you are at a disadvantage. So I don't think that the addition of mediocre stacks pieces should be a reason for, to play those anymore. At one point, I did think that. Um, the issue is just shutting off only lands doesn't do enough because more often than not, people have more of their mana invested in artifacts. It's really good in conjunction with a lot of these other mana-hating artifacts, uh, hating stacks pieces that yeah. we're talking about. Like, if you have this and Collector Oof, like game over right as long as you are ahead on board you got this game if you get the trinity if you get uh, uh linvala and collector roof and magus the moon all out at the same time so people can't activate lands they can't activate artifacts they can't activate creatures we didn't talk about linvala when we talked about curse totem i think curse totem is a little bit better than linvala there's really only i don't i think there's only select fewer decks that are playing linvala both of the linvalas are flying creatures that only affect your opponents I guess that's true. Curse Totem's so cheap. That's true. Curse Totem's so cheap. I'm gonna deviate. I'm so sorry. And really quick announce that the new Drana Enelin Vala, the black white one, that card, we should put that on this list somewhere. Although that should it, get somewhere. I think it's I think it's one of the strongest tax pieces we've seen in a while. The fact that it takes activation abilities from opponents, like you can activate your opponent's Thrasioses and shit like that. Uh, I think that card is really good. All right, yeah. Format is huge, and I haven't played enough with it. That effect is nuts. The effect, effect is effect really is nutty, strong. But like, I'm really, I'm really hesitant to put it in the top five based yeah, on like right. its mana cost and it's deafening also silence like how next. impactful all these other things are too. Yeah. Deafening silence. What's after deafening silence? Deafening silence. Manglehorn is next. I think it's better than Manglehorn. I could see it being better than Manglehorn. I could argue that. I don't play Manglehorn and Blood Pod, but I play this card in Blood. Because a lot of the things that Manglehorn off like this also does too like you, need, you can't stack, go through side loops you need four mana good creatures that also just attack and kill which is a three mana the three flying power is really helpful i think this is better than manglehorn i'm gonna sne sneak it in all right we'll put drana and linvala in there we got that snuck in what were we talking about before we were talking about uh putting blood moons underneath blind obedience yeah that sounds about right that's where we're gonna put I, all of the blood moons. i don't play blood moon or magus the moon in blood pod right now 
and I do play some of these other cards. We're talking Why about, are so. you still calling it Blood Pod then? To be honest, I'm not. I'm calling it Scam Pod now. Ooh, okay. Because I, I'm playing Fury and uh, Shieldred and Sire of Insanity, along with the Orcish Bowmaster and Goblin Sharpshooter and Mayhem Devil. Those last few cards are really just pingers, um, but the first couple, Shieldred, uh, Fury is also a pinger. Uh, and Sire of Insanity kind of attack the hand more. Um, it's not, it only shares very small similarities with the modern deck scam, but, uh, like no actual scam, uh, no actual scam, no grief. I'm not playing grief, but I am playing fury and I'm playing shieldred with scam plays a couple on the sideboard. How many not dead after alls are you running? Zero of that effect. Sire of insanity is like the scam effect because scam, like grief isn't really that good. But what I'm trying to do is get a Tana into play an Eldritch evolution into it, into a sire of insanity. Oh, that's insane. And in a world with Ristic study and opposition agent and all these draws engine and type effects i want to keep everyone's hand very low i really I said like this opposition agent but i meant other ristic study type effects uh sire feels great right now so we'll see yeah do you think sire of insanity should des- deserve a place yeah let's put on the sire list? on this list it's number 10 take away that number other thing arcan of valor's reach gone fuck you get out of here or should it be number nine no it should be Archon's we're only number- gonna have six mana fucking creatures on this <laughs> list no. archon's 11 get archon to 11 all right archon's 11 we'll sire of insanity sire. Is, is the news 10 nice just that because i like awesome. it now we're gonna talk about card draw hate and we're not going to talk about Orcish Bowmaster in this part? No, we're not talking about Orcish Bowmaster. Because that's we talking not about? a stacks piece. We're talking about Notion Thief. Okay. Narset Parter Avails. I understand now. And Spirit of the Labyrinth. These actually stop the draws. Correct. Yes. That makes them stacks pieces. Shieldred and Orcish Bowmaster. Those are value pieces. Correct. Yes. They're generating value by attacking other resources like life totals and or creatures. But these ones here are denying the card effect whatsoever. Notion Thief is really strong. Probably one of the better ones. Yeah. Probably one of the better ones. It's very fragile. And I have been uh, unfortunately kind of like accidentally blown out by this card a couple of times. The draws are mandatory for so someone can make you draw cards uh, when you got like a uh, that's Oracle or something on the stack. Really, these are all fragile. Like, I just want to get that out there. Like, the creatures have one toughness, and then the other one's a planeswalker, which can be so easily attacked. Our format and it, has no plus ability, so it just goes away. Right. Then, yeah. So, as powerful as these effects are, they're on fragile bodies, which brings their power level down just a touch. Uh, I think Notion Thief is the strongest one because its ability to like yeah. make you win the game, which is why Oppo and um, Dothy Voidwalker are so strong. Like that effect is really good. Combining this with a wheel, forcing to take your opponent's draws, really good. But I don't think that the other two are going to make the list for top ten. So I think Just Notion Thief's really right now the only one we need to worry about. Um, I think it's better than Sire of Insanity, so I think it's definitely going to make the top ten here. I don't think it's better than uh, than our top five. Nope. I'm starting to like this a little bit more than. I think I like it more than Deafening Silence. The ceiling is much higher than for Deafening Silence. Yeah, and again, you have Flash. Yeah. I think I'm going to put it higher than Deafening Silence. Even though that one mana is insanely powerful, the effect of Notion Thief is still very strong. The only issue is Notion Thief fights with a lot of other four-drop spots, and you don't want a lot of high CMC. There's not a lot of blue stacks decks. And in a lot of ways, Deafening Silence is better. Well, the other thing that... 
I do want to mention, though, is that it has Flash, and we did previously value Flash very highly as well. It's not something that you have to commit until it's going to do something that you need it to do. And what was the other thing that you said? Who knows? It was, was a so four drop. Is yeah, that it's so expensive? Mana. There's yeah. a lot of other four drops. There's not a, a lot, but you don't want to play too many. Yeah, I guess Notion Thief isn't seen as much as a stacks piece, and it's usually being used in conjunction with wheels. Maybe I'm valuing, I'm valuing it too much as a card advantage engine and instead i should be evaluating it more as a stacks piece which would lower it if that's the case i think we maybe should it'll be worse than deafening silence then maybe what about versus drana and linvala or manglehorn it's probably above drana and linvala and all right cool so we just swap these around all right well i think we're pretty happy with this list then great is that it is that all we're talking about that's all that's all that i have oh baby all right do you have any are there any other cards that come to your mind because again my thought process was if there wasn't anything else that like isn't on this list. It can't. There's no way it's in the top ten. Ranger Captain of Eos is not a stacks piece. I don't. Um, it kind of pretends to be a stacks piece, but I don't think of Ranger Captain as a stacks piece. I think of it it's as a silence, a which is different. Yeah, but it's it's not a static ability. Everything else we've been talking about deals with static abilities. That's a that's an activated ability Vexing that you can Shusher? only use once. Vexing Shisher is not really a stacks piece. The, I don't it, think you it have to put mana into it. Protection is it. what I call it. Um, I think that files under there. This will be a good ending. <laughs> Just like <laughs> that's it. All right, there we go. I do. I am a liar, though. I do still have rest in peace. I thought I cut it. To get that, you, you have got, a, you have an extra have fucking card. card now. Yeah, Great. extra fucking card. I already convinced myself the card sucks, so I'm fucking taking it out of the deck for sure. <laughs> All right, the top eleven stacks pieces in CEDH. Number eleven, Arcana Valor's Reach. Number 10, Sire of Insanity. We're off to a great start on this list here. Number 9. Number 9 stacks piece is Manglehorn. Number 8, Drana and Linvala. Late edition sneaking into the list. Our number 7, we have Notion Thief. For number 6, we have Deafening Silence. Number 5, very similar effect in Archon of Emeria. Our number 4 best stacks piece is Dothy Voidwalker. Our number three best stacks piece is Collector Oof. Number two, second place, second best stacks piece, Dranith Magistrate. And our best stacks piece in CEDH, we have Opposition Agent. Is black-white secretly the best stacks color combination? I think it's definitely the best stacks color combination. I thought green-white was, but looking at this list, it feels more like black-white. Because when you also incorporate your commander options, like you get Timna in black-white. I guess when you're in black-white, you're in Timna, which means that you are playing more than just black-white. Which is the other thing, too. Yeah, so I think that kind of makes Timna black-white plus green X decks really the place that you want to be. I think I love and that. And red for Kiki. We're talking about Blood Pod. Blood Pod's the best deck in the format. Thanks for watching. See you next time. Oh shit, we have to do our shit. Okay, yeah, do the ending. Uh, thanks so much for watching. Uh, thanks so much for watching. If you like to support us to- <clears throat> or listening, if you like to support us directly, you can do so on Patreon, like our one hundred dollar patrons. Devlin, Mark Cirillo, Alan, but in lowercase, Zachary Nelson, she doesn't even go here. Joey Aaron, SoCal Acura, Stormageddon, Luke Cook, AJ Albosabi, Kylock, Demon of Raz Gariz, Uncle Butts, Kawaja A. Hamid, Lauren Connell, and Baby G Bus. If you'd like to pick up any of our merch, you can do that at playtowinmtg.com. Big thing. 
thank you to Dragon Shield. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Make sure you use our affiliate linking code PLAYTOWIN5 for 5% off your order down below. Check out us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for more content. Thank you so much for watching. See you next time. Or listening. Tyler Heckenliable, Malcraft, Focus Lamia, Jabaha, Dalton Poteet, Kadanis, Lutri's dad, Mitchell Shepard, Justin, Mansolo, Pedro, Jacob Depp, Michael Ballou, Jan Wildfang, Thomas Bueno, and David Nelson. Is this thing on? Hello? 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 Are we rolling? The cameras are rolling. I don't believe you. You, you can trim a little bit of what I said if you want to in the actual That's fair. <laughs> I went on for a bit, but I didn't know what the card does. That's fair. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.